Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of And That's Why We Partner. I'm Brett Martinez, President and CEO of Redwood Credit Union and your host. This is RCU's community podcast where we talk with leaders of local organizations that are making San Francisco and the North Bay a better place for all. We're proud to partner with these organizations because we see the positive impact that they have on all of our communities. I have a lot of fun doing this series because I love hearing the amazing work going on all around us every day. I hope you will too. With that, I'm happy to introduce my guest today, David Goodman. David is a hunger relief worker and chief executive officer of the Redwood Empire Food Bank. The Redwood Empire Food Bank is a long-standing partner of ours and one of the North Bay's most recognized and respected nonprofits. I'm very excited to get a chance to shine the light on David and the food bank's critical work in our communities. Hey, David, how's it going? It's going great. Thank Good. you. It's great to have you here. It's great to be here. All right. And this is uh, this series is called And That's Why We Partner. So okay. it's good to have you as our guest. First of all, I want to commend you on your 27 years of hunger relief. I think 20 years as the CEO of uh, Redwood Empire Food Bank. I've got 37 years in the credit union industry and 20 at uh, Redwood Credit Union. I remember when I got here, you were already at the at the food bank. So that's a big deal. It, it is. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's turned out to be a fantastic uh, community to work in. And, you know, when I first arrived here in 2000, uh, we were just a funky grassroots organization. You know, we were 13 people and um, the community has grown. Hunger has grown. Our organization has grown sort of in lockstep, which has been nice. So what motivates you to stay committed to the cause of fighting hunger and food insecurity in our communities? It's a big deal. You've seen a, you've seen a lot over the years, yeah. but you're still motivated. You're still here. Yeah. It's, you know, it's an, first of all, it's a immensely complicated line of work. So I think people uh, think that we ladle soup. And if I go someplace and do a public presentation and talk for an hour, they think, oh, they ladle a lot of soup. <laughs> but the fact is, you know, we deal with poverty, we deal with agriculture, we deal with employment, we deal with uh, disaster, whether it's fire, flood, federal shutdowns, power shutdowns, global pandemics, all of that is something that we deal with uh, in our line of work. So it stays interesting all the time. I bet. Lots changes in the past couple of years, but we'll get yes. into that. So yeah. we're going to jump into the did you know section so our audience can learn a little bit more about the Redwood Empire Food Bank and the vital services that you guys provide. Okay. So the first question is, uh, there's probably a lot of misperceptions misconceptions about the people that you serve uh, and need the services of the food bank. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah, well, I think uh, something that has occurred to me recently was that um, I think the last homeless count in Sonoma County, it was approximately 2,900 people. And I think when you ask people to close their eyes and imagine someone who's hungry, they're probably going to imagine somebody flying a cardboard sign at the intersection, we'll work for food, that type of thing. Well, there are 2,900 people who are shelterless or homeless. We reach about 100,000 people every single month. So the delta between 2,900 and 100,000, that's everybody else. And so, yes, we serve the homeless or shelterless, but it's just people who don't have the means to provide enough food for their families. And uh, that's who we serve. That's a big number. Can you share a little bit about the geographic area you guys serve? I know that's changed over the time that you've been here. Yes. Uh, 
and when I've been at, Red, at Redwood, so it's expanded. Yes, so uh, the Redwood Empire Food Bank uh, serves primarily Sonoma County, but we also serve Lake County, Mendocino County, Humboldt County, and Del Norte County. So our food goes 320 miles to the Oregon border. Those those are some communities that have some need also. Yes, so. Yeah. Um, so tell us about the programs and resources you have in place. I mean, just getting the food to... Not just what you do here in Sonoma County, but getting the food to those those different communities and having the connection in those communities. How do you how do you do all that? So when anybody comes to the Redwood Empire Food Bank for a tour, the first thing that we say is why we're here. We always start with why and why we're here is really basic. Every day people wake up, they're hungry. We can help them. And we do. That's it. No more complicated than that. However, we also say what we do and how we do it is surprisingly complicated. So we operate um, hundreds of food distributions throughout our community. Here in Sonoma County alone, we have 300 different distributions every single month. And if you think about it, it makes a lot of sense. If you live in whatever part of the county, whether you're in Petaluma, West County, in Sonoma, or in Cloverdale, uh, you're only going to go so far for a bag of groceries. So it turns out that hunger is very local and we have to have distributions that make sense for people, economically make sense. They're not going to, these days with high costs of fuel, you're only going to travel so far for uh, groceries. So we um, look for uh, partners, nonprofit or faith-based partners. So the churches, the community-based organizations. And with those organizations, uh, they either have food distributions for the hungry or food is a part of what they do. So the bulk of what we do is through our own direct service programs. So the Redwood Empire Food Bank has 11 different programs uh, that serve children, seniors, or families. And that's where 75% of uh, our food goes out is through our own direct service programs. So that's a lot. You've, I understand you have about 81 uh, direct employees that yes. work for you, but you have like over 10,000 volunteers. Yes. And as I Looked at those numbers. We have just short about 800 employees, and and uh, you've got you got a lot of people you're managing in that process. Yeah, you know, and something about volunteerism. Um, we have 10,000 volunteers. We're 81 people. We couldn't we couldn't feed people with 81 people. Not not 100,000 people. So, uh, but the re the remarkable thing about volunteers is that um, they're actually giving us their most precious commodity of all, which is their time. And that's always a remarkable thing to me. So I can only imagine the past two years have been tough. You've got 81 employees, 10,000 volunteers. You need to count on them to show up in order to help other people. Yes. How do you focus in on their wellness? We spend a lot of time focusing in on our employees' wellness so they can serve our members. Um, you know, their life is happening to them at the same time. Yes. There's a possibility some of your volunteers are also people that either take advantage of the services or have in the past. How do you how do you keep that group focused during a pandemic? Yeah, so um, I think when I'm asked by the press, like, what are you most proud of? Um, sort of the easy kind of expected answer would be, well, over the course of years, I've fed millions of people. That that's That should be it. But the fact is that I've worked from the ground up, so I started doing food drives with companies and just raising food. 
And now I'm in the position I am now, which we call ourselves, I'm a hungry leaf worker is what my title is, but I'm the CEO, but we all have the same job. But what I'm actually most proud of is creating a work environment where uh, people come and they love to be there. I'm totally comfortable with the fact that they want to go home and play hard, but they come to work and they work hard. And so my whole goal is to attract and retain the most talented, inspired, qualified people. And that's the job, you know? And so the how of that is everything from being uh, foolish and allowing them to laugh at me to making sure that during these times, these economic times, we provided an across the board cost of living increase for everybody. Um, You know, we're not a group of martyrs, you know, we're professionals and people come to the Rebbit Empire Food Bank and they want to work hard, but they don't want to end up in a food line when they're done. So it's just making sure that they just have a vibrant, exciting work environment. And uh, to the extent possible, we work on on making that so. Yeah, I think it's the most important thing, not one of the most important things. If you don't have a strong team, uh, you can't help, uh, in our case, 400,000 members. In your case, you've got uh, that 100,000 is per year. It's a hundred thousand people that are rotating through all the time. So, so every month, it's so not amount. the same hundred. It's just yeah, people just, are coming in and moving out. Yeah, interesting. So let's head into the next section of this. It's called in the spotlight, where we focus on specific area of the food bank and get to hear about uh, a life that has been positively impacted. It happens to be one of my favorite sections. So uh, let's get with the, the first question here. Uh, so our community has faced numerous disasters. You talked about mm-hmm. uh, fires and floods and pandemics. Can't make this stuff up yes. over the recent years. Can you talk about how you guys prepare for these disasters? So there are, we're, we are a member of Feeding America, which is comprised of 200 food banks across the country in every major city. It's represented, they, the food banks across the country will serve every community in the country. And um, what makes us unique, not, well, not unique, we're, we're, we're rare, but we're not unique, is that we are primarily direct service. So uh, most food banks work through the nonprofit or faith-based partners. We, on the other hand, as I mentioned before, are actually boots on the ground, on the front line, feeding the people. And so when disasters hit, um, like, the, like uh, the pandemic, Many food banks across the country had never dealt with direct service. They had never done drive-through distributions. Uh, all of their work was through others. But we didn't miss a beat. I mean, we had already I been through. That. I yeah, do remember that, yeah. Yeah, we'd already been through fires. And so we knew exactly how to do this. And so um, literally within two days, we have a program. One of our 11 programs is called Station 3990. And we activate station 3990 when there is a disaster. And that's how we understand what these new activities are. It's how we understand what these specific donations are for, whether it's food or funds, um, any kind of costs associated with the disaster. And then, so we try to make sure that station 3990 is activated when it's an actual disaster, the beginning of it, but not just, you know, the status quo. I get asked all the time how we got people out in the pandemic so quickly. And remember 2019 fire in November, our main office was in the evacuation zone. So Uh it wasn't accessible to us. Yes. And we figured out, you know, overnight how to disperse everybody, have people working at home and all that kind of stuff. 
had zero idea it was training for a pandemic. Yes. Had no yes. idea a pandemic yeah. was yeah. coming. So, yeah. you know, we've been through a lot in our community and, and at the credit union, we talk about empathy. You know, we're, we're focused on financial wellness yes. and we've got 400,000 members, about 800 employees and, and, and empathy goes a lot along with all of the things that have happened in, in our community. So fires, floods, pandemics, you're dealing with people that, uh, that need services and are going through life's happening to them. Talk about empathy and how empathy plays a role with what you guys do. Yeah, I'm, I'm super excited that you've asked that because I actually believe that empathy is the uh, most important element of the work that we do. And where I discovered that was actually with the economic downturn in 2007 or eight, where suddenly um, us or they became us, where we all knew somebody. We, you know, there was a child that went to college, did all the right things, had to move home. The parents that retired now had to go back and get more work. I mean, there was just like there was this, and but we all knew somebody. So it was no longer them and it was no longer sort of the undeserving poor. We sort of, we could uh, relate. Well, nothing like a global pandemic to make everybody understand that we're all in this together. And I, I think it's the key. Yeah. I think it's probably always been the key, but it's been a big focus of ours. It's uh, everybody's got something going on. You don't you don't know what it is, and and just stepping back and being uh, empathetic is. Yeah, you know, I think I've been doing this for so long. I think there was always a lot of charity, and there was always a lot of sympathy, but the empathy, it's 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 putting yourself in somebody else's shoes, and that takes a certain type of disaster, a certain type of experience. Not it doesn't have to be, you know global or statewide or region-wide. I mean, sometimes you just become empathetic in a personal disaster. Yeah. So you guys touch lots of lives at the food bank. Share a couple stories of how uh, it really stuck with you. I mean, you got tons of stories, but those ones that just you'll never forget. Yeah, let's see. For a couple of years, I was taking the smart train. And, um, you know, it's a very expensive place to live here in Sonoma County. And the uh, engineer was a food recipient. And so every day I'd take the train, but I knew that that fellow driving this train and shuttling all these people safely to their destination, at the end of the day, it wasn't that they didn't pay well, it's smart, it's that life is expensive and, right. you know, he, he needed some help. Yeah. So our next section is on the horizon. We're going to talk a little bit about the future, but you've got 27 years in this. So there's some reflection, some reflection on the past and, and uh, what does is, what is the future hold? Well, my aim, going back to our conversation about empathy, um, the way I like to think about hunger and hunger relief is much like cancer. And so, you know, we've grown up in a time, sadly, we're a little, we're old enough to have grown up in a time when People passed away, but people didn't know why they passed away. But they they would die of a cancer of a body part that they weren't allowed to talk about. It was just inappropriate in public discourse. Well, uh, then something happened with cancer and they became survivors. And now you go to a cocktail party and people are like, oh, I'm a survivor, me too. And they share the type of cancer, the body part, whatever. Yeah. Well, hunger is exactly where cancer was back then. And people are ashamed. And if we reach 100,000 people every single month, and if I try to find somebody to talk about it publicly and show their face, nobody wants to be the poster child for I'm hungry. So 
what I'm working towards is a time when, with great pride, people say, during the worst of times, I did whatever was necessary to feed my family. I'm really proud of the fact that I found a food pantry and uh, was able to bring groceries home. And we don't need it anymore, but I'm, I'm glad it existed and I'm proud I did it. That's the goal. That's power. Yeah. That's very, very, very powerful. Yeah. And you said something earlier. It's one of those things you wake up every day, you need food. Yes. Right? Yes. So our next section is the connection corner. Um, seems like now more than ever, the work you do is so important. I understand that the use of food services nearly doubled yes. in 2020 yes. at the start of the pandemic. And that's an incredible amount, even though you'd been through some fires and some, some things, having that need double. Yes. So talk about that. Well, the art of food banking, you know, we, we were, um, we are, we live in a region, the Sonoma County is a region that doesn't have a lot of food production. So we are super aggressive about squirreling away, if you would, uh, food when it's available. And it's strange the way things work. So when we had the um, uh, price war with China, when that was kicked off with the Trump administration, there was a lot of extra food in the system because we weren't shipping and so a lot of that food was made available to food banks. And so we were super bold and we just squirreled it away in offsite storage in Oakland and here in Sonoma County. And then uh, serendipitously, the pandemic hit and we just had an awful lot of food available. So while some food banks in the greater Bay Area were running out of food and needed some help, uh, we were long on food yeah. and uh, it was a, it was good. It was good for us. Kudos to you. That's yeah. strategy right there. Yeah, strategy yeah. At play. So we've got a lot of people out there listening to this and kind of understanding at a higher level, maybe more of a detailed level than, mm -hmm. they, than they did before about mm -hmm. what you do. How can they get involved? Um, what, what can people in our community do to get, get involved? Sure. Well, I, there are four things that people can do uh, to get involved, and we call it a complete serving. The first thing that they can do is they can donate food. And each one of these is going to have a different purpose. So they can donate food. And why, why do we need food? We get large truckloads of food, but it's homogenous. If you get a truckload of, you think of your favorite food, you get a truckload of avocados. Well, you, you know, you have 30,000 pounds of avocados, but people eat more than avocados. Secondly, uh, we need volunteerism because we're 81 staff and we're 10,000 volunteers. We can't do it alone. And then we need money because of the money that we put into cooling our food in the freezer cooler, fueling our trucks, uh, gasoline, diesel right now, yesterday was $6.79 a gallon. So the same fuel that we put in our trucks to feed the people is the same fuel we're all putting in our cars. So we need the funds, we need to pay the dedicated staff, insurance, the whole thing. And then the fourth item uh, on in the complete serving is public policy. And it's and I, 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 I almost hesitate to say this because I think we all hear this, but we don't do it. But it's simply to contact your legislator and communicate. And here in the Bay Area, relative to hunger relief, we have great legislators. Yeah. Um, so before we wrap up, is there anything that you'd like to add or say to our, our audience, something that we didn't cover? Well, I'm I just I know that this isn't why you asked the question, but I just want to express our gratitude to Redwood Credit Union for the support over the years. You know, there are some organizations that um, make support available in some circuitous way that's nearly impossible to satisfy. Others, such as Redwood Credit Union, says, um, keep up the good work. And we uh, 
that's what we appreciate. It's just the trust, you know, the faith. And we were proud to be excellent stewards of your generosity and then your uh, client's generosity. Um, makes us feel good. Well, keep up the good work. I mean, thank, thank, thank you. you for what you do. We, we have 800 employees and 400,000 members. You never know who's using the services, right. who may need to use the services tomorrow. So it's, a, it's, it's those, they wake up, I'm not gonna forget this, they wake up every morning and it's something that it's a, it's a requirement. You need, yes. you need food. So thank you for joining uh, me. Thank you for uh, what you and your team do. Um, we're proud to be your partner. Thank you. It's Thank great you. to be here. All right. So the website and contact information for Redwood Empire Food Bank is linked below for those on YouTube. And check it out if you want to know more about the great work they are doing and how you can get involved. Thank you for tuning in, everyone. We will see you next time. Mm -hmm.